0: All right, this episode of the Golf Game Podcast on the Sports Game Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Uh, bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. So head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. All right, DJs, welcome back. It's the betting show for the CJ Cup. It's your boy, Boston Capper. With the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. And special
1: guest Joe Idoni. Joe, what's going on, brother? How are you? Yo, yo, I'm doing great, fellas. Uh, great to see you. Great to be back on here with you guys again. Uh, looking forward to it, and yo. ready to talk. CJ Cup, man. You don't want to talk. You don't want to talk about the the, the beatdown the Browns got last weekend by my boys. You don't want to talk about that at all. I'm about over this Browns team. <laughs> uh, <laughs> lack of effort, man. I can't put up with like lack of what. What it looks like, you don't try. I've been through some dark. Deep days with uh, yeah. the Browns franchise, but uh, yeah, about had it with this team. Uh, yeah, what, Patriots. What, what, I knew we weren't gonna win the game, but like the fact, like when you only run Chubb like twelve times, and the, the defense is just uh, a mess. It's, it was hard to watch. Why did they
0: do that? I don't understand. I don't, like, and it was close. Like the score, the score doesn't reflect how that game was pretty tight up yeah. until the up until the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was thirteen ten and a half. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't understand. You guys have one of the best running backs, and you let Jacoby fucking percent throw the ball. I was like, thank you. Like all day, yeah. thank you. Like what a horrible, horrible game plan.
1: Yeah. And that what that's exactly what it is. It's game plan. It's coaching. It's effort. Because like the Patriots, I mean, it felt like we were playing like your practice squad. Mm-hmm. Like everyone was third stringers and like guys, you're just pulling up for this week, and they they just dominate us. So yeah.
2: yeah that's well, how it well let me let me ask you a question then. Uh, if this season just continues going this way, is, does this Stefanski survive it, or do you think he's out?
1: So I I definitely think we need to replace the defensive coordinator. I if the season continues, so we're we're two and four. If we finish like whatever, six and 12. I don't think he survives it, but I will say this. I think he's a good play caller. Mm-hmm. I think that if, if we cut him tomorrow, there will be teams lined up to, to want him to be an offensive coordinator. Um, I mean, he, he's got Brissett like top 10 in QBR. He's not good. Right. He, he took Baker Mayfield to the playoffs. Like he can call plays. I don't think he's a great head coach, but he can call plays. I don't know. We'll see what happens.
2: All right. Yeah. Why don't we talk about another beat down that, uh, Might be near and dear to your heart. So uh, the PJ Tour today announced the elevated uh, events, Mm -hmm. and I can't help to think that your hometown event, you know, your Mr. Honda Classic, uh, I think got the biggest shaft of all of them. So um, is there anything you want to say for like maybe a eulogy of next year's Honda Classic? Because I can't imagine anybody of worth is going to show up.
1: No, and it's kind of like, to be honest, Steve, it's, it's kind of been like dead. It's been on its last leg because everyone lives right here. It's literally a 10 mile drive from like 20 of the top 25 players in the world. No one ever plays it. Right. I do think there's a glimmer of hope and that the field has consistently been so bad. It was like Brooks was the only one who would always play it. And then it was like, sometimes you get Burger and Ricky and like every now and then JT would play. Um, but i think the glimmer of hope is that they are going to rotate this so maybe like once every four years yeah. everyone has to come play the honda classic which i do think will be fun because it's a course that kind of kicks their ass and can kind of like embarrass some people which i think is why a lot of the top players don't like coming it's why you don't see scheffler and rory and Xander and these guys because they don't want to play a, a course with water on 16 straight holes and, and it just isn't enjoyable for them but you know maybe hopefully they continue this and once every four years we'll get a great field and beyond that we're relegated to like standards like fortinet like type oh, field.
0: yeah I, I love the honda man like i don't know i guess it's because i'm biased because I'm, I'm living in florida i play these type of golf courses that are absolutely brutal when water can kill you on every hole and that's as a fan that's what i want i don't want mm-hmm. 22 under i want i want mm-hmm. birdies and train wrecks right like that's what i yeah. want and like it should it should be perfect like i don't I don't know. Maybe it's the guy who runs the tournament. I
1: don't like. I don't the, know. The, the fan experience is awesome. Like the, right. it's one of the better attended events. I think in like the top six in terms of attendance every year. Like it yeah. gets. It's kind of like the East Coast version a little bit of waste management because they have the bear trap where it gets pretty rowdy. People are drinking all day. Like people start cheering and booing when it goes in the water. So. Like it has a great fan experience. They just need they need to get they need to draw some big names back in.
2: Yeah, it's got to get moved on the schedule too. That's the big thing. Well, even like if they do elevate it, I mean, you know, the top players have no choice. But like, it just seems like where it is, you have Phoenix. If they're going to keep everything as is, Phoenix Riviera Honda Bay Hill, yep. Players like it's got to get moved somewhere else. I don't I don't know exactly what the solution is, but. Hopefully the PGA tour will maybe give it, you know, either the elevated status or just move it somewhere else to. I
0: have a question, right? So we do the, like, we do the Florida swing. Why can't we just do like a couple of events in Florida at a certain time and then come back to Florida later? You know what I mean? Like, why does every event in Florida have to be in a fucking six week period? Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense to me. Break it up. It's
1: a fair point because we just went Vegas to Japan to South Carolina. So it's like we could jump back and forth from Florida. Yeah, we could
0: yeah, these guys (laughs) can fucking fly, especially the top guys. They're all flying fucking private (laughs) in their net jets. Like they're Mm -hmm. perfectly fine. Or what or what about even making
2: like the Honda like you know, that cash grab in the fall? What about moving it to the fall? So yeah, especially I mean. like having that yeah. be like the big event for like all that top 60 like players.
0: Yeah. Like Joe, that, will tell, you, yep. Joe will tell you Florida in the fall that makes for tougher golf, man. Like yeah. the way the, the Bermuda is and the wind starts kicking up all funny down here. Like, yep. yeah, like I think, I think, I think having some uh, Florida golf on the PJ tour in the fall, would be fun,
1: October, great. early November be perfect yeah. for it. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can't really do it in the summer, but yeah, you can definitely do it. Uh, but yeah, where they're at now, it's like, they're just sandwiched between those two events Our API. Yeah. The players are still going to go to because they like that course better. And it has, you know, the, the honoring of maybe, maybe Jack just needs to die. And then maybe people, <laughs> once Jack dies, maybe everyone will come to like honor him and his course. And I'll, I'm sure they'll go to the memorial at that point.
2: I mean, like, I mean, that's but, what happened with uh, like a hill. Everybody like starts it. skipping that. Yeah. And then poor Arnold died And then everybody started going to that event.
0: Though. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man. Sometimes you got
2: to make a sacrifice for the greater good
0: of the game. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs>
2: all right. All right, well, why don't we take a quick break and then we'll start getting into the CJ Cup.
0: All right, listen, if you guys are thinking of the joining Winbet, I don't know what you're thinking because now is the perfect time for new customers who bet a hundred bucks, you get a hundred dollar free bet. Plus, the Winbet Casino for all you DGens is open 24 hours a day. You get a hundred percent deposit match up to a thousand dollars. And if you're looking to join the Winbet Biggest Winners Club, it's whoever hits the biggest palais on Winbet, odds-wise, gets a one dollars free bet. Winbet is truly DJs only and there's so much to choose from and all you got to do is head over to sportsgamerpodcast.com slash win bet uh so they know that we sent you that sportsgamerpodcast.com slash w-y-n-n-b-e-t to claim your free bet today the offer is subject to change terms and conditions do apply and you must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through win bet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700
2: all right CJ Cup. So before we get into some of the bets, Joe, why don't you kind of walk us through how you constructed your car as far as like some guys you tried to target, maybe types of golfers, any sort of stats you're leaning on. You know, how'd you kind of formulate your betting card this week for the CJ
1: Cup? Yeah, for, for this week, I kind of um, I've been a little bit willing more so to to adjust my strategy per event and what I see for really the board. So this week, I happened to to pass over the guys at the very top and build a little bit more in that 28 to sort of 35 range. And and in doing so, being able to grab a couple of more players rather than taking someone up at 10 to 1. In terms of what I mean, we can go back to the Palmetto. It played what minus 11 won this thing. The yep. scorecard is long. I don't think the golf course plays nearly that long. I do think the the general width of the fairways being like 17, 18 yards wider than a standard PGA Tour stop um, is really going to open a lot of players up to taking driver more. And, and I'm looking at distance a little bit because if you can hit it 10, 15, 20 yards further on every single hole and you're taking drivers throughout the day, um, it's going to leave you with it with shorter approach shots on nearly every hole except for the par threes. And also, when I kind of look back at the way some of these dog legs are structured, you know, it's it's a different type of dog leg where you've got to carry water. Right. So if you fan it a little bit, you're going to you're not like just right of the fairway. You're going to be in the water. If you hook it, you're going to kind of be in the woods. But if you can sort of carry that, you're left with like sort of a short chippy pitch kind of into a lot of holes. I think that's what Gary Kago did toward the end of his round last year. Um, so you can cut a lot of the corners the longer you are. I think putting is going to be important. The greens are going to be extremely firm and and quick. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what I'm looking for. Driving distance, being able to have it proficient around the green game and a little bit of putting as well.
2: Yeah, I, I think this is going to help, especially because you mentioned everything's going to be firm. And with these firm greens, I think you're going to want to have a nice high ball flight into a green. And what's the easiest way to do it? Have a shorter iron in hand. So, yep. yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm definitely on the same page as far as what you said. I don't think... I, I think last year it played 7,300 yards because there was a new tournament and it got a little bit of rain before the before mm-hmm. so the um you know, they had to shorten up a little bit. But even if it does play like 7,600 yards, the ball if you just hit it down the fairway, it's going to roll forever. Yeah, so and yeah. I, I think you mentioned too, like even like a guy who maybe averages like 300 or so off the tee, you just hit it dead straight, you know, you're going to get out there 320, 325, and uh yeah, yeah I think uh I th- I think that's really going to you know. Play in their favor this week. So, I guess why don't we start with uh, your outrights then? Uh, so, who'd you bet?
1: Uh, top of the board, the first guy I took was Fitzpatrick. Nice. Um, Love it. Look. He's like what he's been able to do. I think we we shouldn't overlook with the driver and how much ball speed and swing speed that he gained in a single season. What used to be like the the negative aspect, I think, of his total game, he's now turned into a positive. He's top fifteen in the field recently in driving distance. Um, We know he's as good around the green and and as good out of the sand as just about anyone. I think that's another sort of unique part of this course. Is there really is no rough? You're either if you miss, you're either in the water or you're in the sand. Um, So being able to be proficient both with irons and and around the greens out of the sand is is going to help. He's a great putter, particularly on Bermuda grass. And, you know, he's he's got experience. So he played this event last time in top 10. I believe he had a really good round on Sunday to kind of get himself into that. He was one of the favorites coming in, started off a little slow. But I think just those reps under the belt, I think being familiar with sort of the the conditions and the Bermuda grass being down here in Florida, you know, he likes playing in South Carolina. That's my favorite bet, sort of at the top. And I got like a 25 to one on him. Nice. Love it. I'm 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 with you on him, man. You, you right. said it. You said it
0: perfectly. And I'm never a Fitz guy, ever. Never. I'm ever. not usually either. Yeah. And so, yeah, I like it.
2: Are, are you guys concerned that you're never Fitz guys and you're you're going to uh, diving in. No, okay. that? it means I
0: just don't have the scotch issue. And right? it, it means I can see the opportunity clearly without buying, Steve. That's okay. what that means. All right.
2: Well, as someone who bet fits a lot and that did not bet him at the US Open. Uh, I know. Yeah. I thought you I thought,
0: I, I thought you were going to uh cancel the podcast when you fucking ended up winning. after No, I, you I, I know what? You. I'm not
2: I'm not like you. I'm not as volatile and
0: you know, just, you know. I'm not volatile. What are you talking No, definitely ca- not. I, I am very calm and even keeled. I don't know what <laughs> you mean. What All about
2: right. this
1: week, Steve? You like him What's this week?
2: A, you know <laughs> What, so what happened last week at Spanish Open, or Masters, whatever it was, he played terrible. Like, hmm. he is. Iron's bad. He was bad off the tee, too. And that was off a little bit of a layoff. So that kind of threw me through a loop. I understand. I, I, I think you make some valid arguments about him, you know, as far as the length and everything. Harder golf course, firmer conditions. You know, Bermuda, too. Um, I don't know. I didn't get there with the outright. I might have been peer pressure into something else that we'll talk about a little later, but um, I, I understand why you would like him this week. It just, I don't think the outrights for me.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think like moving like right below him sort of on the odds board right in that 30 range. There were a couple guys I like there as well. So it was like between Fitz and Justin Thomas for me. OK, Um, and, and those were the two guys. I'm not sure if you guys either. You guys went with JT at the top. Yeah, I, had really I, no... I went
2: with JT at the top.
1: OK, yeah. See, that was the other move. I thought about that, but um, it, it just would have kind of limited my card. And then I kind of broke like I could have had JT by the time I had him. It was 15 to one or 25 to one. And I just feel like. I don't know. I'd rather have the bigger number and maybe some more options this week with a little bit of uncertainty with the fall, just not seeing some of these guys. I don't follow the, I didn't follow the Spanish masters as much as as you did, obviously really at all. So not having a lot of unknowns about him and, and Thomas and Scheffler and Rom and these guys and, and how their form really is off, you know, it, it's kind of an off season event for them, right? Yeah. It's like a preseason Absolutely. game in a lot yeah. of ways for, in terms of their PGA tour season. So, um, just being a little bit tepid in terms of betting the top and figuring the guys I, I feel like probably have pretty equal odds of winning. I took a couple of extra points on Fitz.
2: Okay. Like All right. Who else you bet?
1: I took Cam Young and right. I took Shane Lowry. So okay. those are my two guys right there. I, I got a 30 on Young, a 35 on Lowry. Um, I I I worry about Cam Young, and I felt like I kind of got talked into this by everyone else who's on him. Number one off the tee, I think that he's he's maybe the best guy off the tee besides Rory in the world right now. Yeah, I wonder in my head if super wide fairways, firm conditions are the best course to leverage a really good off the tee game. And I'm curious of your guys' opinions. I've been back and forth. I'm like, okay, well, he should be able to just continue to have this advantage or would I rather have him on a course with narrow, tight fairways where his ability to hit it really long, but also really straight is going to be, you know, uh, uh, expanded upon it and will really kind of give him an advantage versus I feel like most everyone's going to be in the fairway this week.
2: Okay. I mean, I can speak to that. So I, I think there's actually, I think you argue both in that mm-hmm. with his length, if it's really easy to hit fairways in really firm conditions, just his, the fact that you just bomb it out there mm-hmm. is a huge advantage. And, If it is just impossible to hit fairways and you want a guy with faster clubhead speed, because everybody's going to be in the rough. The the two examples I can point to with Cam Young is if you go back to Southern Hills, those had about 40 yard wide fairways, really firm Bermuda fairways, too. The ball just kind of ran and tight lies around the greens there. That was one of the first things I thought of when I looked at this golf course and how I thought it was going to play. I just went, oh, you know, Southern Hills. Okay, Cam Young. That's Mm -hmm. kind of why I gravitated to JT a little bit, too, you know, kind of similar things. And then St. Andrews as well, just because, you know, Big fairways, firm conditions. The ball just ran, you know, forever, and you know he finished second at that tournament. He finished what second at Southern Hills, and I, I just thought that if he can do it there, he could probably do it to at Congaree too. So I, I also bet Cam Young as well. Cool. I'm with you on that one.
0: So I joined. I joined you on Cam Young after we talked last night, Steve. Okay. So we're all on Cam Young, and I get. I get what you're saying, Joe, but I feel like. It's it's such an advantage for how long he is off the tee, and if, even if everybody's still in the fairway, him thirty yards closer or fifteen yards closer on even some of the longer
1: guys, it's still an advantage, right? The shorter the club, the easier it is for these guys. So yeah, and ultimately, like what I kind of landed on is I, I do like him on narrow courses as well, but I think if you miss right and and you're not going to miss quite as often given how wide the fairways are, but if you do miss here, you're either in the water and dropping or reteeing. Or you're in the sand where you get no roll. So you right. may hit it 290, but it's going that's nowhere it. in the sand. If you hit the fairway, he's going to be hitting balls 350, 360 if this thing's really firm. So yeah. if you just continue to hit the fairway, you will get all that roll and be 60 yards, 70 yards ahead of the guy who hit it just as far as you but ended up in the sand.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's kind of interesting. You mentioned a Young, like like what is his golf course? Because, yeah. I mean, he f- like finished T3 at Town. And mm-hmm. then about a couple of weeks later at that TPC Potomac where it was yep. a 7,000 yard golf course that played like 7,800 yards because of the rain. Yeah, rain There's T3 cold. there. Yep. So like what is a Camion golf course? And I those are
1: super narrow. narrow. Harbor Town is yeah. really narrow too.
2: That is true. But then, you know, you got the wider fairways of Southern Hills and the In Open Chains. In saying. St. Andrews. Yeah. Did you, so,
0: it's, did it's you guys know that at Southern Hills, uh, Whitey actually killed a guy? There was a there was a there was a no. boss there was a Boston mob hit uh yeah. over over a high lie. Uh in the
2: parking lot, in right? In the parking lot at Southern oh, Hills. Right. Killed,
0: killed Randy Wheeler, I think his name was. Yeah. Yeah. You
2: know, yeah. I don't think Jim nance mentioned that as Mita was showing. He should. Away, that's listen,
0: that's a fact that would just Kill people in, in like re- just re- watching regular golf. You know what Maybe, I mean? Maybe
2: like, body hey. body's buried next to that guy on uh, a creek there. So.
0: Could be. Yeah. Could be. Right. He shot him right, right in the face <laughs> of the parking lot. <laughs> All
2: right. What about Shane Lowry? So you said you liked him. I like him as well this week. I didn't get there on the outright, but tell me a little bit of your thought process of getting the Lowry on the outright.
1: Yep. Uh, I like Shane Lowry on difficult courses. I think if it plays in that 10 to 15 under range, I think that that's his sort of wheelhouse. Um, he practices a lot down here in Florida, so he should be familiar with the Bermuda grass. I know he's a bears club, which kind of has some similarities to this, I believe as well played great at the Honda. Um, I just think he's good. He's good in South Carolina at the Heritage as well. This is just kind of sort of his region over here stateside where he plays well. And I think a lot of it is because uh, he's a really good sand player. I have him as number one in the field over the last 36 rounds in terms of uh, sand saves. So um, his ability to kind of get up and down, I'm not really sure a ton of what to expect given the layoff that we've seen. I don't have a lot of his European tour stuff doesn't have the distance off the tee, but I think his ability to uh, be crafty and proficient around the greens, if he can make some putts, I feel like is a decent number there at 35.
2: Yeah. So he won the BMW PGA about a month ago, missed the cut of the Alfred Dunhill, but that was crazy weather conditions. Yeah. yeah. So who the hell knows? You can kind of maybe throw that out. So yeah, listen, everything you just mentioned about Shane Lowry, the fact that, you know, I trust him on some of these tighter Bermuda lies, good bunker player too, uh, pretty good iron player from some of the ranges I looked at this week. Yeah, I, I didn't get there on the outright, but I got him on uh, somewhere else in my betting card that we can talk about a
0: little Yeah, bit. I, I got him somewhere else in my cat as well. Okay.
2: All right. You got any other outrights or uh No, I so there? I
1: thought about. I'm now there on Morikawa. Like if there is a point, I think that he's he's inconsistent right now, and I want to see him get back to like consistently top tening things. He'll have his moments, but I, I want to see him be in a little bit better form consistently. Okay. Torn on Spieth, Okay. I wouldn't normally ever bet him at this course. Yet I love the fact that he's really good with his short game, and I think that something may have flipped a switch at the Presidents Cup with the putter that he has been looking for. Um, with it, just from a confidence there, like I don't think it's anything stroke related or changing the putter or anything practice. I think it's just seeing a couple putts drop. Um, I don't know. I haven't done it. I probably not, given where that my card's pretty much already full. But that was the next guy that I was interested in your guys opinion on and like if you think that that's a good play because i was torn so i i have him on my outright cut okay and
0: he is long enough off the box now right i don't give it, it he, his, what's his biggest problem he's squarely off the fucking tee right when you have money mm-hmm. on him he lines up on that tee box your stomach's in knots right and if like what we say is if he rolls off and he's in these weird sand spots like who do you want trying to make a weird 45 foot chip to get it close and like you said five and oh in the president's cup i feel like he carried jt uh yeah. on, on a lot of that like i feel like putting is 90 percent in between your ears right like it's just a confidence thing and like you said if he saw some roll in he was doing good he's got that confidence built up man uh he won uh he, he wanted heritage another another mm-hmm. south carolina course like fuck yeah man 25 to one spieth yeah, all day all day Mm-hmm. All yeah,
2: I mean, I like I like it, it didn't make my outright card, but for all the reasons that Capper mentioned, I mean, I have no qualms with it. You know, he's got a le- lot, he's longer off the box than you think. Uh, really good around the greens, uh, especially like, you know, you think about tight lies around the green, you think it got to national, you know, and that's what we're going to get this week as far as like, you know, tight Bermuda lies. I love that, you know, about him. And, you know, as far as the iron play as well, for some of the range that I looked at, scores really well from those ranges. Good Bermuda putter. I uh, did make my outright card, but uh, I don't follow you. I, so I actually did bet Morikawa too. Okay. Um, I I got thirty five to one on him. Great number. I thought that was a good number. Um, so I was I, I I talked about this last night. I am notorious for being about a week early on Morikawa. Either I bet him and he sucks, and I don't go back to him, and then he wins the next week. That's why I have the concession. Uh, yeah. I was kicking myself for that. This place uh, is kind of
1: like concession.
2: You know what? So that, I, it I, I, it kind of is. It's, it's a little wider off the tee, but like if you really spray it, you're kind of boned. Mm-hmm. Uh, tight lies around the greens. Fast Bermuda greens, too. Kind of like that. So that, that, that immediately I thought of him when you know, I was looking at this place, too. And he actually, like, I went, I, I, there's no strokes gain data from last week, but I looked at just some of the regular stuff, like driving accuracy reason regulation. I think he was top 10 in the field of driving accuracy and like top 15 green regulation. So I know he hit it good. He just didn't putt well. And that's just what usually happens. And um, he's been good on some Fazio tracks. I mean, he was really good at the Olympics. He was good at summit club. Uh, Tom Fazio is the chief architect consultant at Augusta national. He's been very good at the, at Augusta. You know, he's been getting better and better every single year. Uh, If I know if he can, you know, chip his way around Augusta national, I can do it. I know he can do it here. So, I, I liked him. I, I saw the 35 to 1, and just the fact that I'm just going to kick myself if he shows up well. And I'm just, you know, and I bet him last week. So, I, I, I'm not going to be able to look myself. So, he made my outright card. Yeah. Uh, so, I talked about Cam Young. Uh, I got yeah. him at 35 to 1. I joined him in there. I, I got JT 16. I don't think I need to go in there. Um, because I got good numbers on Morakow and Young, I was able to squeeze Sung Jay in. Uh, again, he didn't play all that great. I don't know what happened last week, but. You know he's been good at some Fazio courses too. I mean he was pretty good at the Presidents Cup, good at the Summit Club last year, uh, good at K's Valley as well. Um, I just mentioned Augusta Ashell, Fazio is a uh, uh, consulting architect there, really good there. I know he can handle type Bermuda, especially that Fall Masters too. That had a lot of Bermuda around it instead of the overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, So I know he can handle that. Good at the Honda too. Um, yep. I just like him this week. He's been he's had what three runner-up finishes over the last like ten starts or so. Yep. you know, he's just knocking the door, and twenty-eight to one on him
0: on Bermuda, I like too. that
2: on Bermuda, and then a couple stabs down the card, um, only because I thought of Southern Hills when I thought of this place, as far as like the tight lines around the greens, wider corridors, firm conditions. Going back to Mito at seventy to one, he did not play well. He played good three or four rounds last week. Uh, did not hit the ball though. I looked at some of the stats, and unless that round two uh, score was just so bad. That just knocked down his green regulation race. I think he was like bottom ten in the field, so not all that encouraged. But seventy to one on Mito for a guy that, yeah. you know, just came really close to the Shriners. Um, you know, the Southern Hills comparison that I thought of earlier. I like that number. Uh, Seebu came at eighty five to one. Just he's really good in Bermuda. You know, again, kind of thinking about Augusta National. He's been pretty good there. Um, Chips. Real. I looked at a lot of places that had a lot of difficult around the green conditions. He tends to chip very well at those places too. With some of the concourses I looked at, I mean, he was, to one.
0: Three, he was chipping with a three wood at Augusta. Yeah, he busted, really he Exactly. And and there's a lot. That, there's so. a
2: lot of places to, to throw a putter at Congaree too. If you're he's right. not
0: throwing his new cheater putter, man. Like, well, I hope he doesn't.
2: He's he's putting pretty well, so I hope he yeah. doesn't. So. Uh, Joe, do you, do
0: you think that's a cheater putter, right? That's a cheating putter.
2: Well, he's not using it like a cheater putter. He's holding I don't it give a shit. That's
0: I don't care. It's I feel like anything that's remotely close to that is fucking cheating. Joe, what say you? Not cheating. Ah, Thank bullshit. You. You're wrong. <laughs> you can't
1: use. You can't show up to the Saturday game at the club with that. Um, but. On the pga tour i don't think it's cheating there's there's other like i think the arm like the full on arm lock is more cheating to me than yeah. than, oh, me, than the bridge okay I'll, i can get behind that too
2: i, agree. I, I you I, know
1: it's, it's weird putting's weird it's like it it i don't know it's all feel yeah, yeah agree.
2: It is. all right and, and then step shock 131 i have to go back i had him yeah. at sanderson broke my heart because of stupid pga tour infrastructure rules. Uh, and and uh, temporary, <laughs> temporary relief. Um, but yeah, listen, Bermuda golf course where he's going to drive the ball really well. One Honda. Um, I'm just going to one thirty to one on a guy who's been lost in a playoff at FedEx, lost in a playoff at Sanderson. Why not? It didn't cost me a whole lot of my car. I could squeeze that in. So those are my outrights. So yeah, you got anything else?
0: Yeah, I do. So I actually have a question for Joe too. So, all right. So now with like these shorter odds now, like we we're having a discussion before uh, you jumped on. Like now, so what I'm doing is like, well, I want a certain return on my bet, right? Yeah. So now I'm just upping the units on shorter numbers and kind of shortening my card everywhere else. Are you kind of doing the same thing?
1: Yeah, I do. I try to, um, what I've sort of settled into is trying to find r- roughly on a total card, no matter who hits, I'm returning like seven to eight to one. Right. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but it's that's real. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. It's just me being it honest. Is. So like, yeah. if you see me and I'm like, Hey, I hit this guy at 40 to one really based on all the other bets that lost. I won about like eight to one on the guy. Yeah, so right. what that basically boils down to that I have figured out is throughout the PGA tour season, I need like six, six yep. and a half winners in order that's to right. be profitable. Um, so luckily I've kind of been able to go over that, but that's kind of how I structure it. Yeah. So if I take someone at the top, I need to bet enough to get to that number to sort of offset the other things. And, and then, you know, I take lesser bets. So, it, yeah, I all kind of structure it around that that principle to to hit a certain target number based on whoever wins.
2: Yeah, and I've, been, I've it, been doing that, too, just because I think with shallower fields with live, you know, just those fractured golf, like the books have figured out we're going to price all the top guys way low. And you kind of have, like, I mean, this week it it isn't the case because there's a lot of good players in, like, you know, 30 to 50 to 1. But, like, you look at, like, Shriners a couple weeks ago, there were guys 40, 50 to 1 that probably should be, like, 80 to 1. Yeah. Like, and at that point, it's just like, okay, like, are these guys actually going to beat the Cantleys, the Tom Kims, the Sung Jays? And sure enough, those three guys were just fighting for the win. It's just like, (laughs) I I had to make an adjustment, you know, so I had to be more willing to go – under 20 to one, make sure I make a better effort doing that. Like, even if I have to kind of scale back on how much I'm looking to win, like if that does hit, I'm going to get the original bigger bet back and kind of my net's going to be close to what I'm looking for. It was about eight units, like you said. So, yeah, I think I I agree as far as like you have to make a bigger effort of getting more guys towards the top just because there's less guys they have to beat now
0: yeah yeah it takes the fun what are you gonna do on lunchtime long shots now you're gonna be talking about fucking
2: yeah
1: you know there's still a spot for those and i still think it's the most fun bet oh it's absolutely the most fun i'd rather hit a ten dollar like i didn't have it but if i had mckenzie hughes two weeks ago 125 to one like that's a funner bet than hitting you know matt fitzpatrick this week so i still think there's there's that possibility i don't think it's really diminished even though that we've seen recently like the top players play really well. We've seen, I think more than normal, the last six months, winners coming from like the favorite in the field. I think long-term it'll all kind of regress back to what we usually see. And especially during the fall season, early season, you do tend to get a little bit more value. I feel like in these, these guys deeper down the boards, because it's an off season. Look, you mentioned there's some of these guys playing overseas, but like, I even wonder about the Presidents Cup guys like Justin yeah. Thomas like has he has he played in like he's not even playing his own ball there you know what I mean so it's like it's different it's a different yeah. type of golf like has he really played competitive reps in 2 months mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I, that's why I kind of like Sung Jay because he has been playing these tournaments and he has a lot. You know, he played the Shriners, he played the Zozo. So he has those sort of under the belt to kind of go back on it and he takes no days off. So yeah. He is the Bill I, Belichick of fucking golf. Yeah. I will play every goddamn tournament. No, yeah, I,
2: I actually went back for the last year because that's actually a, a good point that you mentioned because that was my pause on JT, but um, I kind of just like the number on him and just there were a couple of artifacts yeah. I like. But um, going back, I think to the Sony open, um, every winner, except for maybe one on the PGA tour had played within the last like two tournaments or like two weeks. Wow. So there really is something to like
1: great having some sort yeah. of like wrap like that.
2: So that's why, like, I'm not afraid of going back to a lot of guys who play at the Zozo. They're like, yeah, they, they're flying across, you know, the globe and everything, but they just play golf. And I mean, I saw Lat or a couple of years ago at the WGC FedEx that. You know, guys played over in Tokyo, and Abe answered. Win in the next week. Yeah, so it yep. might not be a thing either. So, and even
1: if they don't play well, like you mentioned, it's it's a full week of practice. Yeah, no. it's ten hour days at the golf course. Like from no. everything, from your schedule to your routine to getting up early to getting the stretch to warming up for an hour and a half on the range to then playing four hours. Then your post round work, like it's just having that routine and and just being familiar with it and being more comfortable. I think. Um, is is like you said. If that you know, if that rings true, that would make a ton of sense. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All yeah. right.
0: So the only the only outright that I haven't that I haven't touched on. Uh, so Fitz Young, um, I bit with you with Straka after last night. Spieth, and then I got I got Hovland. Okay. I just saw I just saw that the sand obviously worries me, but I feel like it's bunker play and like I feel like it's going to be a little different than a waste area. And he played good last week and. I don't know, man. The talent is there. And when I see a two in front of it, like I think about it and I'm searching <laughs> my card now. It's going to be fucking, it's going to be a couple guys under 30 and, you know, one or two long shots and that's it. And then I'm going back to Keegan because guess what, baby? Fucking the floodgates are fucking open. Let's go. Like, are you serious? Like, why not? Why Hold can't on, you know what's worse
1: than the broomstick putter is, is this the uh, the aim point thing yeah, yeah it's bad it's bad it's bad
0: I, I, have, I have no defense of it no defense zero i <laughs> get i get on, on K- can't lay with his stupid happy feet and horses with his happy feet and his, their awful awful i turned a blind eye to my boy kegs because i love kegs and bone to pick with you by the way you chose ricky over keegan uh as as the yeah. golfer
1: of the week he didn't win sir keegan yeah well won. i haven't been it has, it's not necessarily just like winning like i haven't given I it to I, a winner I was, yet like, i was offended I was I was listening to that shit. I
0: was like, "How did he give it to the fucking guy who lost?" I was like, "Keegan hasn't won in fucking a couple of years. He's a great story. He's been close." Like, you're right. I feel like I feel like uh, I feel like you were wrong with your own opinion on your own podcast, sir.
1: I the, was. Uh- I'm proud of Ricky for resisting the temptation for live and sticking oh, yeah. it out because he yeah. was the perfect perfect candidate for he them. Was like really he gets really all the everyone's gonna search him he's popular he's totally lost his game go take a hundred million dollars play eight events a year you're a dad like he was perfect It perfect. fits the mold to it's a, a stereotype exactly. and i i'm like i proud of the fact that he's just like fuck that i'm gonna fire my coach i'm gonna fire my caddy and i'm gonna start over and i'm gonna stick it out and i'm gonna play fucking qualifiers and anything to get into these events yeah man and you know he's he's almost got his fedex cup points from all last season so i'm hopeful for him (laughs) yeah Yeah. i'm not happy
0: no i thought about it but uh because he's logging down the boat too he's still sitting like 75 to 1 and and i saw joe has the same fucking awful shit that i have down here in florida he has like steve's numbers and he's like ah, it's the gross i bro i heard you talk about it i don't even go on twitter on monday mornings anymore because because it's it's it just makes me angry and it and it it, it literally ruins like what i would normally bat like because i'd be like well, oh, that's a that's a terrible number because i saw a fucking you know whatever andy or kershner or fucking or house mm-hmm. money got it at fucking 20 points more than i got it yeah. and i don't want to take it so i just monday mornings like no i'm not even scrolling Twitter. i'm not even like i might not be active on twitter but i'm constantly scrolling you know what i mean like i'm just too lazy to type shit the uh but like monday mornings no scrolling that's it no yeah. scrolling until i get my own boards and that's it like i can't be poisoned by you know jeff who gets the bets out at, like 8 a.m on in texas time like yeah. it's ridiculous
2: <laughs>
0: I know. all right
2: all right well, while we take a break and then uh we'll go over some other props
0: all right, well listen man, No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. You play in the pick 'em contest versus other people with a shot at winning 250k plus in cash. All you got to do is download the app, choose the contest, select your player props, earn points for correct pits, picks, climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20x your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five-player prop over-unders on individual matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL. NBA is back tonight. My Celtics going against the 76ers, uh, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Uh, you sign up today with uh, promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the App Store to get a first deposit matchup to 25 bucks. Make sure you check out No House Advantage today to experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not how you play, it's also where you play, and you don't want to miss out on this. Secondly, babble. We kind of talked about this last night, right? Maybe I need it for English, right? Some people don't think I speak the proper English. Maybe I need, uh, maybe I need the English help. I don't know. Listen, if you like me, uh, there's a definitely a foreign language that you regret not learning. Spanish, right? Like I said last night, there was literally a class for me made for me and seven of my buddies and one girl in high school called Spanish 3 Standard Low. Uh, and uh, that was it. Like, they just gave up on us and threw us in a classroom. You don't want to be like me. So you go, go to Babbel. It's never too late to start learning uh, a new language, and it's the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions thanks to Babbel's addictively, addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons you can finally cross off learning that new language off of your list. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language apps use AI for the lessons plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 Language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. And with Babel, you can choose up to 14 different languages Spanish, French, Italian, German, whatever you want. Plus, Babel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. There are many ways to learn with Babel. In addition to the lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, short stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20 day money back guarantee. Start your new learning language journey with Babbel. so right now get up to 55 percent off your first subscription when you go to com slash sgp that's com slash sgp for up to 55 percent off your subscription Babbel, language for life
2: okay while we continue with the uh the betting card while we move over to matchups uh joe why don't you kick it off do you have any matchups that you like this week
1: um I haven't pulled any triggers on any of them yet. Let me pull them up here. Why I pull them up? Why don't you give me yours and I'll I'll kind of go through them here.
2: All right. Well, why don't I talk about Shane Lowry? This is where I had him on my betting card. And I like him for all the reasons you said it's just, you know, not for the outright, but, um, you know, just like a really good scrambler. I trust him uh, on some of these Tiger Bermuda lives. Good iron player, especially from some of the ranges I looked at. He was an underdog to Max Homa. He was plus 115 against Max Homa, who Max Homa was playing great uh i still don't know if i trust him on bermuda uh it seems like a lot of his better finishes have come in your bentgrass greens or poa mm-hmm. greens um but i know he's done well at um hollow with a fazio mm-hmm. but i don't know i just i don't think lowry should be that big of an underdog to him uh and i like just i like Lowry for this golf course um Homa also has not been very good on some of these around the greens uh, surrounds. With some of the concourses courses that I, I looked at, Lowry's been much better at those. So I took Lowry plus one fifteen or max Homa, That's and serious. then I also that, may, that makes me
0: squeamish. That makes me squeamish for you betting against I Homa. Like it just this makes me uncomfortable.
2: Well, I mean, I've been terrible with matchups. So probably if you're listening, you should go the other way and just slam <laughs> Homa minus one forty or whatever he is. <laughs> So, oh, okay. uh, and then and, the, and the next matchup I I, I bet was uh, uh I went to Emiliano Greo I wanted to put him on my card somewhere uh I got him plus one hundred for Maverick McNeely so McNeely's yes. been playing really well lately um let's just look at both of them both of them struggle around the green and they both struggle around the same places that I usually look at Uh, is just a much better iron player than uh, McNeely is. And Neil has been doing it all with the putter. Uh, oh. I think he lost strokes with the irons his first two tournaments, the shot length measured ones. I looked at the Zozo stats, did not hit his irons all that great either, but he putt really well again. Now we're going to get him on Bermuda. He's more of a grass guy. I don't trust him on that. Uh, I think Grio is just the better ball striker. I think he's going to be a little more consistent for this play, especially if it's firm and fast. Uh, Grio 100 over Maverick.
0: Love it. So I'm on, that, I'm, on, I'm on that one with you. Even Griot over McNeely. I, I faded McNeely last week um, and ended up – I don't even remember if that one worked or not. I, I think other. he was like – teach.
2: Well. he played well last week.
0: Yeah, but when Hoagie come in? Because I had Hoagie against him. I was oh, chasing, you had a
2: Hoagie too? Yeah, I think –
0: Yeah, so I either pushed or I think I lost. But whatever. I was chasing that 10 and a half strokes putting. Like, fuck that. McNeely wasn't doing that again. And I'm going back to the well on it. Um, and then – so this one might make you squeamish. Uh, so I'm going JT – over Scotty Scheffler I get it 110 on what planet should I be getting plus money with JT on a course like this with Scotty being in the form he's in and I mean to me I saw it I grabbed it immediately because sometimes when I dick around with these things and I wait a couple days uh, like it'll get steamed and I'll now end up paying juice but I mean JT over Scotty at plus 110 what's not to like about that I mean you took him out right right
2: Okay, let's stop the show real quick. So what did we okay. talk about last night with you? What? You actually hate JT.
0: Yeah, I do. I don't like JT. You do. Dick.
2: Yeah. Is this I mean, a subconscious way yeah. to just complain <laughs> about him again over the weekend? When no,
0: Denver, no, no. Listen, man, I will put my money on. The only team I will never put my money on is the Yankees. That's it. I will literally put my money on or every team other. Europe the Ryder Cup.
2: Team.
0: Oh, yeah. Or Team Europe. Correct. Yeah, yeah. America. Uh, yeah. So I definitely yeah. won't do that. Although I will do matchups with european players just just i want to put that disclaimer in there in case I want to come happy later yeah listen the only team and yeah i mean i can't i can't even think of a football team i put money on the jets before i put money on the colts and the ravens like i fucking hate all those teams but yeah i hate the yankees i'll never put a single fucking dime on the yankees other than for them to lose and in golf just i don't like you doesn't mean i'm not gonna bet you i hate rory i bet him like who cares like i don't care i have no allegiance to golfers other than you know my squad you know my normal guys that's it
2: that was a Neither very state. That was a very statesman answer, and uh, <laughs> I look forward to you, motherfucking JT on Saturday. I
0: mean, <laughs> It'll be on Thursday. It, it always it's always on Thursday with JT. Always, okay. you know exactly. He comes out fucking slow, and I immediately want to throw my laptop into the fucking wall. Oh, um, fine. and then I got uh, Montgomery over ha- over Hammond. Like, look, I know Montgomery's been doing everything with his putter, but Hammond on this long course. Like, I know he's going to get roll, but. I don't know, man, like, and it's only minus one Oh five. Like I'll trust the guy who can putt. He's longer than Harmon. I just I immediately just wasn't a course fit for me. Right. Like, am I wrong what's, about that? What,
2: what, what's Harmon's odds the other way?
0: Oh, I don't, I don't know. I kind of,
2: I kind of like Harmon.
0: Why? Why do you like Harmon? Just to, all right. To well,
2: him? he didn't he finish top 10 of St. Andrews. Wider oh. fairways, tighter lies, mm-hmm. firm conditions. Yeah, that's fair. Uh finished second at Aaron Hills. Wider fairways, firm conditions, a lot of rollout, tighter yeah. lies. I don't know. Harmon might surprise this week. That's like fine. I know he I know he's short, but like that's a dude that's gonna get some roll assists if he just hits it dead straight. I
0: guess. Well, I don't know. Whatever. I don't give a shit. Money, money's already laid, man. Um and then I got two I got questions on. So okay. maybe you guys can walk me through this one. So I don't typically when I tag it a playoff of matchups, it completely blows up in my face. So maybe everybody should bet Scotty. But I could get Rory against Scotty at minus 140. That seems fishy. Yeah.
2: Why does it seem fishy? Because it he's like too low?
0: Yeah, I think it's too low because he's like minus one thirty against Rom. And like I think he's I think he's like minus one eighty over JT. So I don't know the juice doesn't seem right on this one mm-hmm. when he's the consensus like obviously course fit 100% you know top tenning fucking everything just, just like horse for the course 100% so it just seems fishy to me and it's a little bit of a 140 on a matchup over a weekend's kind of juice and Scott's well, still I- the number one player in the world you know what I mean like he's still the number one player in the world whether what we think about him or not still the number one player in the world and he ripped off a shit ton of wins And I don't know. I haven't I haven't pulled the trigger on this one yet. You you think I should just stay away since I already got JT? What do you boys think? Joe, what do you think?
1: It's a little too much juice for me. I don't like playing 140 in a matchup, especially for a tournament when it's like. It's one thing for I think like a match play round, like in the Presidents Cup. I I I laid those type of like 140 150 numbers when you aren't going to lose like more than one stroke hole. You're just banking on the better player. Yeah. I just don't really should go that deep typically in matchups. I'm with you guys both. I think that Grio is a great pick against uh, McNeely. Like The dude just all of a sudden turned it around with the putter out of nowhere. And he's right. like, good now. So, yeah, um, so weird. He can angry on both good putters. That, yeah, the other one for me I like is Burns over Morikawa. I see it as an even money matchup. I think that Burns is better off the tee. I think that he's longer off the tee. And I think that he's a lot better putter as well, particularly on Bermuda grass. I have him the number one putter in the field. I think that uh, they both played reasonably well sort of there at the President's Cup, but um, I don't mind that matchup. He's, he's like, you know, le- in terms of the odds boards, he would be t- technically the favorite in that, in that matchup, and they're both even money. And the one that, like, is just kind of weird to me to see, so it's Tom Kim and Cam Young. They have this matchup at, over at DraftKings. Cam Young is an underdog. Tom Kim's minus 130 in a matchup against Cameron Young. Like, am I willing to step in front of the choo-choo train that is Tom Kim right now? I I think that Cam Young is probably the right side there. Just sort of playing against, you know, how hot can this guy really be if it does sort of, if they do play it back from 74 to 7,600 yards, I think that it's a huge advantage for Cameron Young off the tee there. I don't know. What what do you guys think about that? Would just seem like an off number.
2: I mean, didn't you hear that Tom Kim is the next Tiger Woods? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so what? Why it are you doing your Kobe, that? that yeah. You're just just burning your money at that
1: point.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm literally going. I'm literally going to go look at my locals to see if I can find that because if I can get Cam Young as the underdog against Cam, because I didn't see it. Because I feel like that would have jumped out at me. Like, like it's it up on you. DraftKings, yeah, yeah. Well, Joe, as you know, we do not have access to DraftKings where we live.
1: Sir. Correct. <laughs> so yes, we need a proxy. <laughs> we do.
0: Um, <laughs> Yeah, and by the way, a proxy fucked up uh, a week on my Circa. Uh, no. Oh, yeah, super fun. My buddy texted me, and I was like, what do you mean? He didn't get the fucking pick set. What? Oh, man. That's terrible. I guess, I, guess I guess we're playing for quite- It doesn't matter. We suck. We, we suck anyway. The, uh, I need to take the golf is what I need to do. Golf and NHL. That's it. Those are fun <laughs> contests, though. <There> you go. <laughs>
2: All right, well, why don't we take one more break, and then we'll uh, finish up with some other uh, positional props
0: all right so listen if you guys watch football you need fubu tv it gives you complete coverage of the college and pro football with the nfl red zone plus games in 4k at no extra charge over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price cable watch on all your devices and never miss a game or episode of your favorite shows that are included with the cloud based DVI. plus there's no contract and no commitment and you can cancel at any time and right now you can try fubu tv for free for seven days and get 15 off your first month just go to fubu.com slash SGP. That's slash sgp and then uh, we got to talk to you guys about Odds Trader. It's a, it's a place where you guys can compare all the odds from the major sports books, You can compare the different signup codes and promotions to make sure you get the best deal. The app provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, and game day weather, so bettors can make the most informed bets possible. And you can have a bet tracker too, so you don't have to do it like me, a like goddamn you know piece of paper, which just uh, doesn't work out so well sometimes. Uh, so listen, go uh, go do the uh, go do the Odds Trader thing, man. Like I said, they got handicap, play-by-play updates, mm-hmm. live score and bet tracking, play stats, key game stats, projected game day weather, and uh, allows you to keep records of all of your games and betting activities. So go to com slash
2: bluewire. Austrader, the number one site for all your
0: game day bets.
2: All right. Uh, Joe, why don't we start with you? And I, I don't know if maybe I'm alone on this, but I did not like the positional market this week. I thought. They kind of did what they've been doing with the outrise, as far as just like really juicing guys up with top 20s and top 30s and whatever that stuff. So um, I had to get kind of cute, a.k.a. I'm going to lose all my money with how I did this. But what about you? Why don't you kick it off? What are some positionals you like this week?
1: There's a couple of top 10s that I like. Um, two of the guys that I bet outright in terms of Lowry and Cam Young are both like plus 275 in terms of a top 10. And one guy I didn't really talk about, but I I Love. I just think he's in for a huge season. Is Cameron Davis? Um, I think he can play. I think this is a great course for him. I think almost any course is a great course for him. He's really long off the tee. He's a good putter, and he's really good with his wedges. He's five to one to top ten this week in terms of like going down in sort of the top twenty market. If you want any like sort of dart throws that are are decent odds, I like my guy Denny. He's like plus three fifty in a top twenty. There's only seventy eight guys in the field. When he gets that hot putter, like he could finish top twenty. Uh, pretty handily. And then I, I, I thought about Danny Willett, man. Plus Ooh. 450. Um, plays well at the Heritage, plays well down here in Florida, lives in Jacksonville now. So, so oh, does he live up here with me? Yeah. He moved to Jacksonville during the start of COVID. So, was he a Ponte Vedra guy? Uh, I think he's, I'm not sure. I think he's like right in Jack's Beach. Okay. That's right. It's yeah. All he's working with it's, the coach it's, there. And it's all the there. same
0: strip. Everybody just wants to say Ponte Vedra because of the zip code. It's annoying. <laughs>
1: Plus four fifty on a top twenty for Danny Willett. Obviously, heartbreak at the Fortinet, but yeah. I think this is a good course for him. He's re- he's really really good. Like his strength is around the greens in chipping. It is. Um, I think he's the number one guy in the field going back to the last thirty six rounds and around the green game. We'll see if he can put that together. A top twenty is is not asking you to beat one hundred and fifty six guys, but the, you know the number kind of reflects that. I agree with you, Steve, that they depleted a little bit of value due to that. Uh, those are some of the ones I like, though. That's right. a great. That's a great number too. 450 yeah. on that. That's fucking. I like that a lot. Yeah.
2: I can always get behind a get Danny Will at that. I, I love that dude. Hey, yeah,
1: 75 at DK. So, like, you're yeah. if, if using the odds checker grid, which I like to use, which you <laughs> mentioned. Uh, or if you have shop it around over at Fandle, you can get almost double the number.
2: Nice. I yeah. like that. All right, Kappa, what about you?
1: Uh, so, uh, I'm being a giant
0: pussy because I got my dick kicked in uh, last week uh, with the positionals, literally blanked and ate so much juice. <laughs> it, I mean, it was. It was unbelievable. I could – and I never do it. So whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna scale it back to do what I normally do. I am gonna take Rory uh, top ten at minus one twenty five. Whatever, man. Like horse for the course. I can't get behind the six or eight to one number. Whatever the hell your local offers or whatever you can get. But top ten, like yeah, he's just a top ten machine. And if it bites me, it bites me. It's not too much juice. Um, yeah. And then for the top twenty, um, I got Homa and Spieth. I'm not paralleling them, but they're the same juice. At minus 110, right? Um, I know he doesn't have a great course history on Bermuda, but Homa, uh, same thing, stud in the President's Cup, uh, obviously plays well on uh, Fazio courses. So um, I like the price on it. I couldn't find him anywhere else on the cad, and I kind of wanted him on it. So top 20 for me was where it was at. I didn't like his matchups. Um, and then uh, I got Lowry. I got him at plus 125 uh, for all the reasons uh, Joe talked about. Yeah, like – like, honestly, he should have beat the next guy. Oh my God, Straka uh, plus two twenty-five, uh, top twenty uh, down in Florida, and then the rains opened up and uh, yeah. basically soul sucked my boy Lowry's uh, <laughs> chances out, which uh, which broke my hat. Um, and then uh, I'm a hundred percent going to go find Will, and I hope I can find that that four fifty number like that.
2: Okay, all right. Well, I also joined you on the top ten for Rory, and I I, I was a little hesitant on it because I also didn't do all that great with positions positionals last week, um, but. I do think, I mean, not only has he been really good form. there is the narrative that he is going for world number one. I think he's going to show up and kick some ass this week. So basically just betting it like it's a matchup or just a football game. I'll do that. Um, Capper, and I guess Joe as well, I am going to trust you guys with Fitzpatrick. Uh, My instincts were not to go with him this week. Uh, Capper, you kind of sold me on him. Joe, you also did. Uh very astutely too. Top 10 on him plus 230. And you know what? If it goes to shit, I can just yell at Cap or all weekend like he's gonna yell at me for (laughs) JP. That's right so (laughs) win-win, baby. Um all right, and this is how I'm gonna lose all my money this week. And how I lost all my money last week was I looked at some of these like positionals. I'm like, all right, I can parlay a couple top 20s, top 30s. This is gonna be easy money. There's no one in that Zozo field that's worth a damn. And then like Kyle Morakau was sucked, and Cam Young sucked, and Sonjay sucked. Well, you think I learned my lesson? when well, I did. I kind of <laughs> tweaked a little bit what I did. Um, but again, like just looking at top 20, top 30, stuff was like there's guys I liked. I did not want to pay juice on them. So here's what I did. Let's start with Sung J.N. I like Sung J a lot. I already went over to the top of the show. I think his top 20 odds are like minus 130, minus 140 or so. I was able to parlay that with Rory top 30 to get it to plus
0: 125.
2: Hmm. So we'll stomach it a little better. Yeah. I uh, it. And then I was able to do the same thing with Aaron Wise top thirty, who I another guy I like this week. You know, just he's been pretty good on some Fazio tracks, uh, decent in some of these tighter areas too. His my, his top thirty price is like minus one fifteen or so. I was able to parlay uh, with the top thirty at plus one twenty five as well. So, so he he
0: uses there. he uses almost a legit Cheetah putter. It is a centimeter he, away he is, from his
2: I chest. Think, he is, I think, cheap. <laughs> <laughs> but it's helping him. Uh, and then the same thing with Siwoo Kim, except I, this one I did with JT top 40. Uh, okay. Get that up to top plus 125. So Siwoo top 30, JT top 40 parlay plus 125. Mm. And, then, and then some top 40 props too. I love Seb Strzokka this week. Even if he doesn't win, I think he's going to beat half the field. And I was yeah. able to give him the even odds if I parlay a JT top 40 parlay with him. Oh, yeah. and, and then another guy I like that we haven't talked about, Kirk Hideyama. So mm-hmm. bomber off the tee, really good scrambler too. And some of these uh, golf courses I looked at with some of these tighter, trickier lies around the greens been really good at. Like Honda, he was third there. Um, so Kurt Kitayama top forty, Rory top thirty parlay plus one hundred five. So mm-hmm. I was able to take like if those guys are paying like minus one hundred forty juice. I was able to get a little plus awesome to basically beat less than half the field. That's how I'm going to lose all my money this week. You're going to have, Q, uh,
0: <laughs> but you're it sounds have the- great. You're going to have the Charlie, like Jan from Always Sunny up in your garage, trying to figure out who needs to hit where to cash what fucking bet. Like, my, my head's spinning from just fucking listening to it.
2: Well, I'm going to look like Charlie when JT's like <laughs> 55 after <of> <laughs> Thursday. <He's gonna laughs> smoking cigarettes, ass what Pepe Silva is. And then, uh, uh, you know, what? I don't have like a long shot like prop on my card. Um, I believe in Sung this week, and I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I think Cow is going to have a good week. Uh, top 10 parlay on them 12 to 1
0: all right oh I, I like that that's pretty there good
2: there we go not bad and that's it not bad. uh you guys got any other props that uh you like
0: i'll have my first round leaders out i mean i got my normal guys like i'll always bet uh munez uh you know i know it's john's guy but it was my guy before i knew it was john's guy so technically it's my guy too who do you uh, got munez i always bet him oh munoz uh, Is yeah he
1: yeah,
2: he is Oh, position. yeah, yes,
0: yeah, yes. Yeah, yep. so I'll bet him. I'll bet Keegs because god damn it, he's he's coming out of the gate strong after that fucking victory. Let's go. Um and then Rory and Young. I know I'm betting both of them. I'll probably have to lay a little more than I like to, uh, typically in my first round leader bets to make it pay what I want for Rory. But you know if he's got it. I mean, I think he's cashed two. I think over the last couple months, he's cashed two first round leaders for me. Like he comes out of the box. Same thing with Cam Young, uh like at at Heritage in South Carolina. The dude came out of the box like fucking like a tomahawk missile like why not um and then i always have a i always i always sprinkle a little on speed because when i if i don't he'll kill my other bets so i always put a little bit on speed just out of pure superstition okay
2: yeah
1: it's funny i don't have any first round leaders i think i'm gonna come around to it though man you may have talked me into there are i'm noticing that there are guys munoz is one rory is one cam young had a couple i think he was the first round leader of saint andrews as well there's something about, like, certain guys who who have that – I don't know if it's random or they just have that ability to come out of the gates high Come out, are getting out. a little yeah. bit better number. So, um, yeah. yeah, maybe I'll, I'll kind of reassess what I, I yeah. thought about. Yeah. Listen,
0: there is no better bet than fucking your Thursday morning sweat while you're either sitting in your home office or your regular office and you got PGA up and you're trying to – you're getting, a, like, a legit sweat. Like, you know, before the – the, the fracture of golf i mean we are having like you know 120 to 1, 150 to one guys live yeah. i mean hitting fucking I hate 50, the chop yeah man yeah. like yeah the chop is bad but yeah. listen it's better than no chop right yeah. it's better than <laughs> yeah. no chop unless <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well i think there was one time where the chop actually made me lose money by hitting one and i was like this is <laughs> oh because it split
2: like nine ways nine <laughs> ways i was like how
0: does this work how did i lose money hitting that yeah. i'm very confused um but whatever, it's fine. Listen, I, I got one first round leader on the false swing. I've been two events in, first round leader in and outright. I can't ask for anything better. I kill the false swing. Once it gets fucking to like normal golf, is where I start shitting myself because I don't I, I hate, I hate betting the top of the board, but now I got to stop betting the fucking top of the board again. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe next, maybe this year will be a little better. Brand yeah. new world. So, all yeah, right, you so
2: got, got anything?
1: World. wins. you're on top of the world. That's man. right, baby. Exactly.
2: So All right, Joe, you got anything to plug before you get you out of here?
1: Yeah. Uh, Twitter page at tour picks. Uh, I find the podcast that I do there Monday nights, preferred lines Wednesday nights. I do a show with Rick Gaiman for the jock market power hour. That's about it. Like to join my friends and talk golf. So if you want to hop on over to the page, give me a follow. Uh, I put all the stuff there up for free. Would, would appreciate it. Thanks guys. Hey Joe, I got a question for you. Yeah. You guys can short now on jock market.
0: Yes. Yes, you can short during the IPO, so it it's kind of changed the game. Because- so I, that really piqued my interest, man. I I, I heard an, a random ad read on yeah a Boston radio station, by the way. The ninety five from Boston, hub. they're
1: Boston guys who started. Okay. And I was like, oh, we can
0: short now. Now that piques my interest because I'm a negative asshole and I like to short people.
1: So yeah, well, the problem <laughs> was is early on in stock market, like they're they're as it was becoming new, it was like very easy to win frankly right. you just buy it up but now everyone's gotten so much into it and everyone won so much that like people are starting to pay way too much for guys so now you can kind of get on the other side of that yeah. it's basically a, you're, you're betting against like what their projected outcome is so a certain price point is going to require them to finish 11th or better and yeah. you can kind of just reference the odds if it gets too far above that you just like bet it the other way now with shorting so it. it's a cool Shots app a- Good but look
2: in Capper's eyes right now, <laughs> just like eyeing like a like a steak right now.
0: Oh, dude! I was like oh my uh, God. I heard it today at lunch. And I was like, "Oh, and Joe's covered on tonight." I asked him to make sure this is actually true. Um, get in there, buddy. You got a promo code you want to throw to our guys so they could they know that
1: you sent them. Over? Yeah, power. Power is the promo code. P O W E R. It'll get you a hundred dollar deposit match. Uh, you chuck in a hundred, they'll throw you two hundred. Can I get an extra? Can I get a special? that's the best cup.
0: i got man all right fine it's worth a shot it's always worth asking man you get
1: in there you'll make some money we'll talk on the side yeah, i got awesome. some strategies for you all right sounds good all right uh steve you got anything else brother
2: no that's it uh we're gonna go from the uh uh penthouse to the outhouse next week when we uh cover the bermuda championship uh but yes capper we will be doing podcasts i
0: know you already told me you hit fine.
2: lucas herbert last year so you i did to show year. up for your I know. media I know. obligation i,
0: know. I know. and, and, and I know. break it down We'll get we we'll get another one. That's fine. We'll yes, get another one. All right. Well, you, you guys know where to find Steve. He's in our Discord channel. Um, I randomly pop in there every once in a while. I am on Twitter, uh Boston Score Capper. Uh follow the golf gambling pod. Uh now we're on YouTube as well. I think it's the golf gambling pod. I tried to find it last night, but it was after a few gin and tonics. It didn't didn't go right. So I don't know, maybe I'll, I'll find it out. I'll tweet that out as well. Thanks again to our good buddy Joe. Always a pleasure having you on. And once again, boys, it's been great.